everyone welcome back to another episode of the retro gamers podcast episode number 249 larry is back and anthony is here <laughs> and i'm in here somehow how did this happen yeah I so th- i think rich stayed on the zoom call from last week and just <laughs> because he didn't want to miss another episode <laughs> i was like where did you guys get like anthony where'd you go next thing i know larry just shows up and i'm like wait you, what are you doing here and then anthony comes back in and i'm just like okay i guess this is a thing now <laughs> Just walking through the house, not realizing. Every now and again, looking at the camera, like, why is yeah. that light on? I got to fix this, that. Rich is trying to take over the podcast. That's what it is. Insurrection works for us. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Up. You can you can have my spot, Rich. You can have <laughs> you can have my spot next week. <laughs> I think me and Rich would have a blast. I think you would. But we have a rule about guests being on three weeks in a row. That's very true. <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's not allowed. The squatter, squatters rules. Uh-huh. But for now, we got some great stuff to talk about. We have a big anniversary, North American anniversary we're going to talk about. But first, we are going to discuss the, I think, a lot of news coming out of the brand new Nintendo Direct that dropped just a couple of days ago. Oh, yeah, big time. Wait, wait, wait something dropped a couple of days ago? Yep. Yes. Did you pick it up? Oh, no. <laughs> well, maybe, you if have... you, maybe if you paid attention. Yeah. Do you have YouTube? There's a, there, what's a YouTube? There you go. There Luckily, you go. the YouTube is. Oh, what did I just do? Uh, do you have X two? There we go. That I have. <laughs> that, careful of that. I've been there. Uh, <laughs> oh so, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so Nintendo dropped their Nintendo Direct, and as always, weeks and months leading up to a Direct, the internet is just blowing up with like, oh, Nintendo Direct. Wonder what they're going to talk about. I know what they're going to talk about. And everyone's usually wrong, and we're happier for it. So we're going to get into the direct, and we're going to hit on some key stuff uh, that was announced. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of it, I think, was was pretty wild. So I think, why wait and kind of just get right into it? Yep. Rich, you had a thought? Okay. Yeah, no, I was going to say, so they finally announced the Game Boy. What you're saying is that Nintendo finally announced that Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games are coming to uh, Nintendo Direct. So just as the... Nintendo Online, I'm sorry. As the internet was guaranteeing that mm-hmm. that was going to happen, the well, Game Boy Advance kind of showed up, but not in the way mm-hmm. uh, that people were expecting. Actually, that showed up in a way everyone was expecting. So, because yeah. <laughs> there was a little bit of a leak last week. <laughs> so let's get into it. But I'm going to do it in order that I have it here, because otherwise I'm going to screw myself up. Um, just some games. So first and foremost, we're getting, which I don't think is the first one in the series, but. I can't remember less. I think they probably did it uh, on the N64. Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land will be released on the Switch in spring of 2022. Yes. We and have that, Kirby fans in the in the house? We have we have some. Uh, you know, I like Kirby, and I've, I can admit that I've never played a single game. Fair enough. I, I'm going to count me into that one, too. I've never played a single Kirby. I mean, I've done the NES mix where they have the mm-hmm. little missions in there, but there were the snippets, rather. But outside of that... Smash Brothers, maybe. Yeah. I've definitely played Kirby. I mean, the Kirby, I was, it was weird. Um, I, I played the Game Boy games more often. I wasn't as crazy as the NES, mm-hmm. uh, but like um, the games on the, on the 3DS and the Switch, I absolutely loved. They were great 2D side scrollers. Kirby's but got now, a lot of games. Oh no, he's got he's got an amazing number of games, yep. um, and so many different variations. Kirby Pinball, Kirby, I think it was a Kirby Tilt game or something like that. Tilt and uh, Tumble. Yes, I'm looking you, at the list right now. 
you know, Kirby's, you know, he's cute, but he packs a punch. And well, because um, he because he eats you. That's why I like him because look, he's just uh, you know a round, hungry entity, much like myself, uh, who just enjoys <laughs> intake. <laughs> so. Yeah, but you also, realize, like, you also realize though he does he does get rid of it as well. But well, so does Anthony technically. <laughs> he gets rid of it. I get rid of it. But kind of like how Kirby takes a form, whatever he eats, I'm slowly turning into a hamburger. So I mean, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but know. this, I don't know about a hamburger. Maybe a big meatball. What? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so Kirby in the Forgotten Land, uh, basically, again, an open, I, I think it's an open world, if I looked at it properly, a 3D platform game, kind of almost looks like New Donk City has like, been taken over uh, by mm. nature. Um, but uh, it looks pretty cool. Like I said, Kirby really has not been a miss, in my opinion, on the Switch. So looking forward to that one. Cool. Um, Bayonetta 3. I know a lot of people waiting, been waiting for this game. And... Um, this is finally coming out in, uh, again, 2022. A lot of these games are coming out in. Anybody ever play the original Bayonetta or Bayonetta 2? I that, No. Go ahead. No, no. That's all I was going to say. Oh, okay. Um, so a buddy of mine, um, he was a huge Bayonetta fan. Loved the first and the second one. He used to tell us all the time that we need to play those and what have you. And I just, you know, it was one of those things I never like there's so many other games like that i have just literally still sitting there anthony you wouldn't know anything about that no the pile of games <laughs> that you have to play that just collect no dust. no i play everything i buy exactly <laughs> so um but no he you know he he would always tell me i need to play him and i just i never did i never sat down with it and gave it a shot but i've everybody i know that's played it has loved it so yeah, again, another you really can't miss on that one. Um, why do I keep trying to shrink my Zoom call and it keeps telling me no? Uh, the game that they opened up with, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, which apparently looks like a brand new game, but they are considering it DLC. What? <laughs> so, oh. Yeah, Sunbreak well, is the Monster actually, Hunter game, right? Exactly. Monster yeah. Hunter Rise Sunbreak yeah. is actually paid DLC expansion for the original monster hunter rise game i thought it was a completely new series entity uh, entry but it was not so uh gonna shell out some coins for that one uh what else is nintendo cool. uh splatoon 3 some mentions on nice. that um then we start to get into some of the other kind of not obscure uh different types of games though the card game that they mentioned voice of cards the isle dragon roars yeah that was really intriguing to me like i looked it, into that yeah. a little bit all right, I need to know what's what because this is news to me. So explain this to me real quick. It's going to be hard because they really didn't get into much uh, details of it, other than it's like a turn-based battles game, almost like a maybe not tactics, but it's a turn-based battle game. But the entire game is just a card-based system. The land is just cards. The battle are cards. Huh. Think magic. Yeah, I was, that's what that's yeah. what was going into my head. Yeah. Yep, but it's from Square Enix, so you know it's going to rock. And there's like a jacked up Eeyore in the game, which for me works. Ooh. Yeah, no, I don't know what that character is. He just looks like a jacked up Eeyore on like, you know, human growth. Homes. I like to consider so. myself a jacked up Eeyore. So I'm in. <laughs> um, it's a fresh take on tabletop RBG, and it's coming out October 28th, which seems to be a red letter day in history. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, that, I don't know why, though. I don't know. We'll figure it out nothing, then. Nothing big ever happened that day. I'm just no, saying. no, we got the Statue of Liberty that day from France. 
Did we really? Yes, we did. That is quite interesting. Yes. <laughs> that is a weird fun fact. It is a fun fact. It's one I know because that date means something. <laughs> <laughs> um, a In a uh, slap to Nintendo's face by Square Enix going, you've had this Super Mario Kart thing in your pocket for way too long. We want to take it from you now. And Final yeah. Fantasy then spits on the grave of Super Mario Kart as they come out with Chocobo GP. Well, oh they, they're God. not they're, they're not spitting on the Mario Kart grave. They're just taking what they, was successful the Mario Kart and making it their own. But That's like, okay, but going with that, I mean, like, how many kart games can we have? I mean, like, there's the Nickelodeon carts. There's um, oh, I'm trying to think of some of the Diddy other Kong games. Racing. Diddy Kong Racing. There's the Garfield carts. They did a Sega like, one at one point. Yeah, it's like enough's enough, man. Like. I, I know you're trying to dip your toes into into that pool, but do we really need like? A, I mean, I know the Final Fantasy people are going to be like, "Oh my God, that's great! I love this." But like, are you going to get anybody like a normal somebody outside of a Final Fantasy person? Are they going to go and play it? Well, first off, um, I'm disowning you, Rich. And second, <laughs> um, the power of RPG players can f- basically power a console's success. So I don't, I think it, to me, it was kind of, it just made sense. It was like, I would, I, it made sense for them to dip into this. Rich, uh, and I need, I would like, I prefer your 100% honesty. Did you actually see the clips from Chocobo GP? No. Okay. So you know how successful Super Mario Brothers 2 was here in the United States? Yes. And all it was, was a reskinned Doki Doki Panic from Japan? Yep. Just imagine Chocobo GP being a reskinned Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. <laughs> I mean, the first thing that came to my mind was like, that looks like Peach's course. Those look like the square, uh, the question blocks that you get during the during the game. Yep. I mean, it looks like a complete. I'm not saying it's it's a rip. You can't really rip it off because this the idea of a cart game is what it is. Right. But honestly, you pull out the Final Fantasy characters, you put in the Nintendo characters, and you got Mario Kart. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we'll see. But uh, like I said, that. works for me. Uh, listen, it's, it sounds pretty good. Yep. Um, a, a tactics style game in the since we're talking Final Fantasy, kind of like Final Fantasy Tactics. And I played the demo of this earlier this year, and it was really, really cool. Game Triangle Strategy from Square Enix. A uh, very like high def 16 bit graphics style mm-hmm. tactics game, uh, dropping March 4th, 2022. Yeah, and I'm big on tactics games. You know, it's that Shining Force style that I like. Yep, very much, very yeah. much. And it looks beautiful. When I, I don't know, did you play the demo, Ant? Did you? No, I didn't play the demo. It might even it still looks, be available. I know, it looks great. If the demo's available, try it out. It, okay. It's phenomenal. Okay, cool. So, um, and then we get into a lot of remake. Uh, Let's see. We have the remaster versus a remake. So I would consider these remasters or probably some HD upgrades. Yeah. Okay. What we're about to talk about. First of all, a game I never played on the Super Nintendo. Act Razor is coming back. Act Razor really? Renaissance. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Nope. Not kidding you. Oh my God. That was such a fun game. Can I tell you, me, me and my, one of my buddies from high school, I remember playing that game for hours in his bedroom. And man, that was that was a fun one. So that's I'm I'm kind of interested in that. I'm glad you mentioned that you were playing video games. Just, just <laughs> to be clear, um, you know the the weird combination of the like the the fight the the brawl not brawler but the fighting side scrolling. I'm trying to say, and then into RPG always kind of 
scared, not you know, d- deterred me from the game. Because, you know, not being a big RPG player. But now that I've played a lot of RPGs and I'm older now and I think I've I can deal with, you know, sitting down and actually doing this, I'm actually quite interested in this version of Actraiser. Going, going back and rewinding almost 30 yeah. something years ago. I mean, I, it's probably been about since 1994, 95, since the last time I probably played that game. But I mean, back then, I remember it was a fun, like, you know, like combining those two elements into it. And I, like I said, man, I had a blast. So I'm actually kind of interested in this. Yeah, Remastered in HD. And I believe it's available across all platforms. Nice. Some of these are not just Nintendo exclusive. Uh, okay, Dying Light 2, Stay Human, the cloud version, is going to be dropping on the Switch. Very cool. Uh, February 4th, 2022, where on October 19th of this year, the original Dying Light Platinum Edition will be available on the Switch. Yeah, my biggest issue with them really when they do this, Nintendo does this all the time, though. They always get games later than the other mm-hmm. consoles. So, like, by the time they get them, unless you're, like, you're hey. yeah, well, no, I mean, unless you're just a Switch player, like, people have played it already, you know? Yeah. I mean, I never played Dying Light, so I don't know. I'll see. I might give it well, a shot. Well, that's you. <laughs> um, a game which I thought was um, a different game when they showed it. Um, D- uh, Deltarune. 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 Uh, Chapter 2 is coming out. So I think it's one of these indie, uh, you know, fun indie games. Uh, Chapter 2 is coming out. It's actually a free download for those oh, who cool. played Deltarune before. Hmm. Um, they announced that there will be separate directs for Animal Crossing and Super- mm. uh, and Smash Brothers Ultimate. Is going to be coming out. Uh, yes, the, because the last character yes. of Ultimate is going to be announced. I think October fifth. Uh, yes, October five. The mm-hmm. final, absolute final DLC character for Super I Smash Bros. Luigi was the last one. You know what? We might get him. We might. They might have he's saved. The, yeah, he's the only one who is not in it. The best for last. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then the Animal Crossing uh, New Horizon, I believe, drops. Uh, oh no! Also, uh, the direct will be in October. There's some free updates coming in November, mm. but the direct for that's coming out in October as well. N- Animal Crossing hit perfect. I hate to say it, but I think the pandemic really helped Animal Crossing New Horizons because mm-hmm. it got dropped as literally everything shut down. Yeah. So first of all, it helped out the digital sales because everyone's like, "All right, well, I can't go out and get it, and no one knows what the mail is going to be like. So let's just download it." And since everyone was home. Let's play some Animal Crossing. So yeah. in a weird way, get a positive in a major negative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they made bank off of it. And and to be honest with you, like the reviews have been, you know, were phenomenal for it. So oh, totally. I mean, it, yeah. So it earns its praise. The uh, Wave 2 DLC of Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity will drop October 29th. Yeah. When I heard that, it reminded me that I have to go buy it because <laughs> I still don't have it. Says the Zelda guy. <laughs> well, you know, but again, it's it's a different kind of game, though. It's not it like a traditional Zelda game. Yeah, I have the first one. The first one's fun. I didn't get into the second one because, as much as Breath of the Wild sucks, I feel like let me not deal with you. Age are of not allowed but to say that. I am because I've been justified by a bunch of people who agree you with me. You were justified by like two people. <laughs> That's all I need. That's my Ver- army versus like millions who love that game. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Well, going back to Anthony for a second with, you know, buying games that are outside of the traditional and doesn't really count. Well, we all know I've been on here a number of times. Metroid is my thing. Listen, I own other M 
I beat other M. And that game was a big steaming pile of turd. <laughs> well, all I can say is congratulations to you. I don't know. That- I'm just calling into question your 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 um, fandom into Zelda here. I mean, a true a true fan would have that already by this point. Yeah, well, a true a true fan, you know, as busy as me, it would have just collected dust on a shelf. You know, you mean like all the other games? Yes. Wow. Ouch! Hey, look, There's a fight brewing here, folks. I, I am willing to. I am willing to admit that I do not play everything I buy because I do not have the time. But yeah. one day. When I'm in the nursing home and there's nothing else to do and people are still waiting to get their PS5s, I will play all the games that I have in my collection. When he gets to finally play... They won't have their PS5s yet. It'll be on the Switch Mini. Yeah, <laughs> Real quick before I forget, Rich, because you, you mentioned Metroid, do, like, do you still have the physical versions of all those games? So... Um, well, let, uh, me, let me rephrase that. Like yeah, the yeah. NES, Super NES, and Game Boy. Right, right. So um, I still have my NES version of Metroid. Um, Super, I used to have the Super Metroid uh, with, I actually complete in box. Oh, sweet. I sold it uh, last summer, not this Ooh. summer, but the summer before. Okay. Um, mainly because of the fact it was, you know, it's like you're in COVID. We couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't do anything. And I just started looking around and I was just like, well, you know, I've got a lot of around here. Language. I sold those. A lot of. <laughs> it's all right. We'll cover it. Um. <laughs> And I did the same thing with Metroid Fusion and Metroid Zero Mission. I had them still in the boxes, and I just I started selling a bunch of stuff. Then never mind. Uh, there's a um, there's a series of these books. Someone put out like these books that fit perfectly on a bookshelf, but in reality they're video game cases. Mm-hmm. And they have one for Zelda, one for Metroid, and one for something else. And when you slide it open or open it like a book, like a, a coffee table book, there's spots to put the games in. So oh, it's like cool. a, it doubles the storage, and you yeah, just keep yeah. them on a bookshelf. Look pretty cool, but uh, you ruined that. Uh, yeah. Okay, so uh, Mario Kart Super Rush got some DLC, free DLC, uh, two new playable characters, Koopa Troopa and Ninji, um, nice. along with some other updates to the Mario Golf gaming series. Um, Disco oh, Mario Leasing. Golf. You said Mario Kart. Did I say Kart? Yes, you yeah. did. Oh, okay, Mario Golf. I was about to say, um, wait, there's a new Mario Kart game. Ah, uh, soon, maybe. Uh, Disco Elysium, the final cut, is coming to Switch. Never played that. Nope. Uh, but I heard good stuff about it. This, I am excited for. Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic. Not the remake, not the remake. The original. Or the remaster or whatever. We're talking about the OG. Mm-hmm. Knights of the Old Republic, KOTOR, as my friend used to call it, Um, coming to Switch uh, later. Oh, actually, it's no uh, November 11th when it drops. You can pre-order it today. And and keep in mind, like they're they're doing a remake of Knights of the Old Republic, which means it's not going to be the same game. No, no. I'm actually excited for. Okay. Because I played uh, KOTOR when like it first came out on the Xbox Mm -hmm. and I remember playing it and I was like, wow, this game is so much fun. But the one thing that used to drive me nuts was it was still very much that like um, RPG where it was like you would just say, okay, go fight this person. And it would be literally the person standing in front of your character standing in front of like, you know, one of the enemies. And you would see like of three shots, one would hit. And that used to drive me crazy. (laughs) So then like, you know, Mass Effect a couple of years later comes out and I'm like, oh, my God, this is exactly what I'm hoping I was hoping for with Knights of the Old Republic, considering they were both Bioware. Mm-hmm. And um, so when they announced the fact that they're remaking KOTOR, 
I was like, oh, please, please make it more like that, that Mass Effect type feel to it. Because that's I'm gonna wait for for that. I'm gonna skip over the 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 edition that they're putting out on the Switch right now. Fair enough. I mean, well, the, the, re- the, edition- the, re- the remake's due out late, though, right? Is, is it like late I don't remember year? when the remake's coming out. No. Um, plus, this is just like old school OG. Like yeah. if you remember, like if you do enjoy, and I know what you're talking about because I actually still have Knights of the Old Republic, which is backwards compatible for the Xbox Series X. Um, and I remember putting it in recently. I'm like, ah, that's right. I forgot like the, you know, the answer, the questions and answers and, you know, determining if you're going to go light or dark. Uh, but I think this is good, like for those who might want both. You know, some people just like to get taste of the old and a taste of the new. But we'll yeah. see. Either way, it's going to be available. No, listen, yeah, sweet. It was either way. It's oh, totally. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, I'm going to skip around a little bit. I just want to throw these out there if people might have missed it. Just to mention, I don't have to get into it. Disney Magical World 2 Enhanced Edition, which is the 3DS version of the games, come to Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, Shin Megami Tensei 5 is coming out. Rune Factory 5. Shadowrun Trilogy. Have you ever yes. played the Shadowrun series? I played, Sha- I played the original Shadowrun on uh, Super Nintendo, and I loved it. Okay. I never beat it, but I loved it. Uh, unfortunately, so RP- it's, it, it's not on the trilogy, though. No, these are uh, like RPGs that came out these are the probably within the last 10 years. Yeah, yeah, these are the later ones. But the original one on the Super Nintendo, I love. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a nice little sizzle reel for Hot Wheels Unleashed, uh, Surviving the Aftermath, um, which is a post-apocalyptic future, uh, and Wreckfest, which kind of feels like Burnout to me, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Burnout, the first Burnout was fantastic. I love the Burnout um, series. And then just to start wrapping up the direct... Um, Hamster put out their arcade archives of Xevious and Pac-Man, which is pretty cool. Ooh, fun. Those are pure ar- pure arcade ports. Nice. Those are pretty cool. Um the castle the the worst kept secret in the last 3 weeks, the Castlevania Advance Collection is coming to consoles. And this I want to talk about real quick because it's got the three Game Boy Advance games, which are phenomenal. Circle of the Moon, Harmony of Dissonance, and Area of Sorrow. But they're also going to include Dracula X. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that. That's Which nice is touch. interesting. And as we know, Dracula X is a version of Rondo of Blood that came out on Super Nintendo. It's not the same as Rondo of Blood. No. But it's different enough that it feels like its own game. But still very cool that they included it in this series. Yeah, it, oh, it's that reason why. I know Rondo of Blood was um, the prequel to Symphony of the Night. Correct. Yes. So Dracula X, is that still kind of like fall into that? Or is it I mean, I, totally different? Canon wise, I'm not sure where it would lie, to be honest with you. Yeah. I guess it's just, you know, I, like I feel like Nintendo just didn't want to use the word blood in their title. Yeah. So they probably just wanted to go with Dracula X. Um, I mean, that's just me saying that so i don't know but i I would say dracula x and rondo of blood are enough of the same someone will will correct me i know that yeah but um i can think of the person nevertheless still great game did you ever play the game boy advance games rich i played aria of sorrow that are fantastic yeah that was a fun one um i didn't play the other ones though i never got around to playing the other ones funny enough aria sorrow i did not play but Circle of the Moon, I definitely loved. I still have these games, so I'm actually debating whether or not, because with the Analog Pocket coming out in a couple of months, I got to see what's going to happen here, uh, for me at least, for the Switch. Yeah, but those well, games... I mean, if you have them already, it doesn't seem like... Plus, if you have Rondo of Blood in the Castlevania collection when it was released on uh, PS4, mm-hmm. 
And Xbox, you kind of already have them all there. Well, I actually, I've already, I got, I like downloaded Dracula X on the Wii U like a year ago. Oh, so, <laughs> so, so you're saying that as well makes it easy. Um, and then two more announcements, and then we're gonna get into it because the next thing I want to talk about is, and I was, mm-hmm. no one was expecting this at all, but they dropped the cast for the upcoming. I don't even actually I'm looking at about I don't even know what the official title is. Super Mario, Super Mario Brothers the movie, the animated version of these two crazy plumbers coming out holiday of 2022. Yes. Uh, I think it's December 21st, 2022 only in theaters probably. Yeah. Um and the cast has been dropped and by gosh, what a cast. Yeah. So no other information was given, no trailers, nothing like that, but let's just run through the cast real quick. Uh, first and foremost, uh, who I was not expecting at all uh, to do this, uh, Chris Pratt will be voicing Mario. Um, actually, you know what? Let me just run through the list, and then we can kind of talk yep. about it real quick. Yep. Uh, Chris Pratt, Mario, uh, Charlie Day, Luigi, Anya Taylor-Joy, Princess Peach, Jack Black, Bowser, Seth Rogen, Donkey Kong. I can't get over that one. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key is Toad. Fred Armisen is Cranky Kong, which is going to be interesting. Because mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Michael Richardson, Kamek, Sebastian, Manus Hasselo is Spike. Uh, and uh, finally, thank God, thank God his name is in this list. I am happy. I get it why he's not Mario, but I'm just happy they're doing him justice in various, I guess, cameos. Charles Martinet. Yes. Uh, I think I got everybody on that one. Yeah. Um, this is a hell of a lineup for this animated movie. Rich, I mean, when you saw this lineup, like, what do you think about it? I, I was very shocked at some of the names, um, you know, and I know uh, starting with the the elephant in the room of this is I know well, there's the big everybody flipping out over Chris Pratt being uh, cast as Mario. And, you know, at first I was like, Chris Pratt, you know, I'm like, I don't like that seems like a really terrible choice. But, you know, and here's the thing that I, I, I would say two things to this. The first one is if everybody remembers when Heath Ledger got cast as the Joker. Mm. Everybody Mm. was like, you know, the cowboy. And, (laughs) you know, it was like, no, 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 this is going to be terrible. Everybody ate their words on that, including me. Um, And just going with that, you know, with Chris Pratt, I mean, like, until I, I, my big hope is that he doesn't just, he's not doing Chris Pratt's voice. Like, you know, he's changing his voice. He's trying to do it to make it sound like a bit more like Mario. Mm-hmm. And until I hear anything, I'm going to reserve judgment on on that. And you, did you see the, uh, the the thing he posted to his Twitter? The video? I want I wanted to talk about that as well. I thought that was so genuine and sincere. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. Uh, you want to you want to talk about it? Real I, quick? I talk. You talk about it. OK. Uh, and did you see that what he posted? On yeah, I, I yeah. did. I thought it was actually really cool because it was like a, like a, like you said, like a very genuine response of like how humbled he was that he's getting to play Mario because he loved playing Mario as a kid. And he talked about how he played. He used to go play the arcade game and he stole a quarter out of like a wishing yes. well so that he could play yeah. the arcade. And now he's like crediting the wish, the wishing well quarter as like his wish coming true now. But the way he it yeah. dawned on him, 
Yeah. Like, it clicked in his head, like, I stole a wish from somebody. Yeah. <laughs> like, just that genuine feel. Also, I want to call him out. Uh, I'm going to try and tweet him. I'm going to be like, hey, there is no, what original Super Mario Brothers arcade? What are you talking about, sir? Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, um, no, he was very humble. Yes, we. who knows what this voice is going to sound like. And actually, to kind of go back and um, double up on what you were talking about, Rich, with Heath Ledger and the Joker, you know, the other thing, even though it was decades apart, everyone's like, who's going to beat Jack Nicholson? Yeah. As the Joker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you know, going into this, yeah, I would have preferred, I would have seen the movie with Charles Martinet as Mario. I mm-hmm. would have. But that's me. But yeah, you know, that, that over the top voice that he does, you know, that, everyone's like, ima- yeah, just imagine that very high pitch in a, in literally casual conversation for 90 minutes. Yeah. You, you, you asked me that question before and I said, I- yeah. I'll take my money. But, yeah. But, um, you know, we can't compare Pratt to Charles Mont- uh, Martinet, but yeah, I think Chris Pratt, and he's a genuine professional, he's going to do justice for the character. I think so. And really, all of them, I can kind of see, though I did not see uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. I never saw The Queen's Gambit. That's oh, where she's from. You're missing out. Yeah, so I, I don't know what she sounds like. Um, she I was think in, she was she, doing a great job. I was going to say, she was also in um, Split. Did yes. you see M. Night Shyamalan no. split? Okay. Have the sixth sense. I was done with M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> oh, did you feel did you feel robbed at the end? Because you didn't see it coming. I did not see that coming of, at all. And if anyone says otherwise, I call them a liar okay. to their no. face. No joke. I sat my younger sister down to watch that movie. Just a little side story. I sat my younger sister down to watch the movie. And my younger sister, God bless her, she knows this. She's not the sharpest tool in the drawer. She's, <laughs> she's not. She's not. Wow. No, but she admits it. She, she admits it all the time. Ten minutes into the movie, so he's dead. And I just look at her, and I'm like, what? Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. And I'm like, "How? what? How? What? Why would you think that? Oh, because da, 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 da. And I'm like, I, I don't understand you. I don't get Literally, I'm just like, I don't, yeah. Just one of those things. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is the uh, this is the lineup again. Strong lineup, uh, and everyone, of course, in their heads are trying to figure out what everyone's going to sound like. Don't even bother. Let's wait till we get the trailer. We'll probably get a trailer. Maybe this. I'm a guessing. This is me purely guessing. A year I'm a out. Guessing. I'm a guessing. <laughs> so uh, that's By it. That's way- it. If yeah. I may, real quick, go for it. The one character, the the one voice actor that I'm really looking forward to, I cannot wait to hear Jack Black's Bowser. That's me too. <laughs> me, no, I saw. I felt the same way when I saw the list. I was like, "Ooh, what's he gonna do with that?" Like, yeah. I, I'm just thinking what he could possibly do with that. He's gonna have so much fun mm-hmm. in that role. I just, I can't wait to hear it. I can't forget that. What about a toked out Donkey Kong? <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think that's I think well forget about that I, Fred Armisen I think is going to be hysterical. So yeah. the fa- so here's what I was going to say. So when they when I saw that that he's playing Cranky Kong, I was like, wow, where are they really going in this Nintendo universe? Because that Cranky Kong is really Donkey Kong Country, and as we all know, Cranky Kong is actually the original Donkey Kong mm-hmm. um, from the original arcade. So like in my head now trying to process what the story is going to be like. 
uh, kind of curious now, like uh, visioning that they either go to Donkey Kong Country or they visit or something. I don't know. I don't know. But nevertheless, I'm really psyched about this. I'm glad we got the lineup. I was wondering when when Mr. Miyamoto showed up in the direct. I'm like, did he get lost on set? What's going on here? Like, why is he there? He's like, um, wait, are we announcing a new Mario game? Oh, no, basically. <laughs> so uh, so be on the lookout. December 21st, 2022, Super Mario Brothers, the movie. Um, definitely looking forward to it. So. Yep. Very Absolutely. cool stuff. And then finally, as we're going to talk about this here with the direct, ladies and gentlemen, Nintendo's going to squeeze just a little bit more money out of your pocket. And quite frankly, I don't mind because what we're getting for it is well worth it. So we're getting the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games, right? Absolutely not. I'm so happy the internet was wrong. I Aww. love when the internet is wrong. So Nintendo announced and what's called the Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack. I like how they use that term, Expansion Pack. Basically, it's going to be a higher level or a new membership level um, that's going to be coming out late October. No one knows about pricing or anything yet, but you get some more perks if you pay this extra for it. Um, now, the two perks that they mentioned, though, are huge. And here we go. First of all, we are getting the Genesis online collection yes much like the nes and the super nes very exciting um, the lineup for these i'm just going to run through them real quick castlevania bloodlines contra hardcore dr robotnik's mean bean machine for our friends in japan it'll be poyo poyo echo the dolphin golden axe gunstar hero musha fantasy star 4 rise star shining force shinobi 3 sonic 2 streets of rage strider streets of rage 2 no uh, this is oh no, for the original. Oh, I thought it was Streets of Rage 2. Nope. No, it is two. There is two. It is there too as well. From where? It's not listed here. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the graphic. The box art has two. You know, like the little images that show. Wow, I can oh. I didn't even see that. I need glasses. Jesus Murphy. All right. Well, also to be fair, the lineup I'm reading who's, only says Streets of Rage. Who's Jesus Murphy? <laughs> if you get it, you get it. If you don't get it, I'm sorry. Uh <laughs> listen, um, I'm gonna say something real quick about this. So first thing is so pandemic happens me jake uh keep on going keep from going state farm. was that from state farm from state farm <laughs> um are you know it's like we're trying to figure out like games and you know obviously he loves the retro game so and then anthony i talked you into buying this too then because then we started gaming online we wound up going with the sega genesis classics collection mm -hmm. on the ps4 and if you remember it lagged. It was terrible. Ter terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. The games were unplayable. Yep. Yeah. Well, Larry and I bought the collection with the intention of playing it as well, and we just couldn't. Yeah. Forget about that. I bought the collection. Actually, funny enough, I bought it originally on Xbox, but then I bought it on Switch because Switch had like um, uh, Retrobit uh, Gaming put out uh, officially licensed Sega controllers, which worked with the Switch. But the the input lag forget about online lag the input lag was i could or, mm -hmm. it made the games unplayable yeah but i think this hopefully is going to be different and we'll fix a lot of that that's yes. what so, i'm hoping for hopefully and then they announced that we will be getting game boy online no we're not we're gonna get the n64 online library holy hannah I, I'm I'm assuming there will be no N64 Mini now because of this. Probably not. Um, this lineup is pretty wild. Here are the launch titles: 
Super Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, Star Fox 64, Yoshi's Story, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, Winback, Covert Operations, Mario Tennis, Dr. Mario 64, Sin and Punishment. Wait, so no GoldenEye, no Perfect Dark? Third not party. Yet. Well, yeah, that Third might be party. a little tough with Rare, but maybe not because future releases, yep. they will be updating these. And don't worry, the, the Nintendo and Super Nintendo will still get updates. But future releases, they've already announced with no dates attached to them. Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask, Mario Golf, Pokemon Snap, F-Zero X, Kirby 64, The Crystal Shards, Paper Mario, Banjo-Kazooie. So maybe, maybe there might be some light at the end of the tunnel for Perfect Dark and for Goldeneye. We'll see. And in Japan, you probably have better luck with Perfect Dark than Goldeneye because Goldeneye licensed. This is true from a film franchise. Um, And in Japan, Custom Robo and Custom Robo V2. Nice. Bottom line. Hold on. Yeah. So I don't hear any WWF 2000 third party. I don't hear any Jeff Force Gemini. I'm just saying, I don't know, man. The third parties are going to be tough. Yes, but I mean, look, Genesis, I mean, not on this list, but Genesis was able to get a lot of third parties for their mini. Who knows? Maybe there's always there's always the possibility. It's also the first it's their first release. So they're going to naturally go with first party titles because obviously it's easier to do those. And then gauging the success of the premium, whatever they're going to charge for it, then maybe they'll go out and start like acquiring some third party games. Right. They no, might they don't and, have the bank to do this. No, they well, don't. We'll see, they definitely don't. We'll see how much this expansion pack is worth. They might yeah. have the bank for it. And then, of course, um, with these online services, we're going to get controllers. So they announced uh, Genesis and Nintendo 64 controllers for the Switch. Yes, bring back the alien controller. <laughs> and in an interesting, interesting turn of events, much like the Mini did the genesis mini north america will be available to get the three button genesis controller but those in japan will get the six button genesis controller bs i call bs yeah i don't get that neither do i though with this genesis lineup it's so old i kind of like the three buttons you You know exactly yeah let's see what future releases are like the six may not even be needed well, the six may not be needed because a lot like I'm trying to think of like six button games. Street Fighter. Well, right. But but they can put that on the Super Nintendo online. Mm hmm. Yeah, they probably would do. Yeah. Actually, it already is, isn't it? Probably. Yeah, I think it so, is. Yeah. But nevertheless, great lineups. Um, overall, really good. Actually talked about it a little more than I thought we would, but that's OK. We did. Um, we went forever. We did. Uh, but with the N64, though, perfect timing because the N64 actually celebrates its North American birthday this week. right? Yes, Anna? absolutely. And that was uh, that was going to be the focus of our show today. But we spent half of it on the direct because it was so That's much. Right. No, there, it was really so, was. there was so much coming out of the direct. It's yeah. weird. Like when we talked about it before the show, I just figured we'd blow through it. I didn't realize yeah, that no. we kind of, but good. No, that's good stuff. No, no, no. And it's fine. And you know what? We just celebrated the GameCube anniversary last week. And now we're celebrating the 25th anniversary of the Nintendo 64. Um, as, as this episode drops, it will be tomorrow, 25 hmm. years, September 29th, 1996. Wow. The Nintendo 64 console became available in North America and it became property of me. 
Uh, yeah, I got mine shortly after launch. Rich, did you, did you ever get yours? So, say, I'm, okay, so I know I'm going to catch some flack for the both oh, of you. Boys. All right, yeah. I'm going to punch him in the face. <laughs> I'm, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna. Um, first of all, I never owned an N64. Uh, wow. Okay. Ooh, get off the show. Hold on. Jeez. In fairness, people gotta tell me this before we get guests on. I listen. You just let people like you just put out the link, and the next thing you know, anybody's <laughs> doing. I'm just saying. Wasn't I mean, me. like, <laughs> well, I didn't. He's. I, it's not my fault. He stayed on here for. A I was gonna say Anthony <laughs> left it on, and I just stayed on. I mean, like that's what happens, guys. Um, no, I never owned one. One of my friends owned one. And I will say this, um, I never, I, I actually was never a big fan of the N64. I know, I know. You, hold on. You're not the only one. And, but to me, it was always like, my friend had an N64. We would, like, every Friday night was, like, all of my buddies and I, we would get together at my one friend's apartment. And, you know, we would just play, like I was talking about, Goldeneye, Perfect Dark, Jet Force, Gemini, WWF 2000. You know, it's like we would just sit around. Um, another favorite one of ours was the Star Wars Episode One Racer. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, it's like we all those things, all those games, though, I always enjoyed more the multiplayer action aspect of it. So it was always like, well, do I want to get one? Mm-hmm. Eh. So I would just go by my friends and I would play my friends. No, it's true. The N64 to me was the first real social console because it was it was first it was built in to have four controller hookup because they were making specifically four player games so it really was set up for social interaction um and i think that's why i look back on it as probably i look back on it as probably i have the fondest memories with the n64 because of the social gaming that i did with it then uh, yeah t- totally i mean before going to college and i talked about this before we did um mm-hmm. i did a, a quick episode for just the general anniversary when it came out in japan but it was only me so i'm happy to have some other people be able to bounce stuff off of and talk about it especially with anthony because mm-hmm. yes and me you and our group i mean we played the hell out of your n64 yes. uh we were you know kind of like what rich said you know i I, all of us always went over to your house. Yes, we played WrestleMania 2000, No Mercy, uh, Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Uh, and, oh, and side note, with the Nintendo Online, all these four-player games will be four-player games online yes, as well. which is great. So, absolutely. Um, Mario Party. Basically, mm. Yeah, Mario Party. Yeah, exactly. And then going to college and bringing the N64 and then having those social gatherings. You know, I, I mentioned it when I did the solo episode. The N64, for me, probably has more personal memories. Not mm-hmm. necessarily the games themselves. Games were great. But just things that happened in my life yeah. that I remember kind of, equa- you know, the N64 just happened to be there. So I equate it. And uh, a lot of that, again, is playing, going over Anthony's, playing at your house till God knows hours on end yeah. into the morning. It's true. Um, and then going to college and just creating friends because i hear you know people like you know hey nerd is that squirtle i'm like yeah but it's not a pokemon game actually it's a puzzle game which is very addicting pokemon puzzle league yep the tournaments i would have in college thank god it wasn't a co-ed dorm actually it was co-ed dorm but the girls were all on the other side um because you just hear like squirtle squirtle pikachu you know but we're playing it's basically tetris 2 and it was insanity. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, so that's why I have such a fondness for the N64 personally. Just so much personal memories. Um, you know, getting the, the hole in my hand from Mario Party. Yep. And stuff like that. <laughs> uh, 
it's it's crazy um but to now kind of let's maybe dip into a little bit of what the n64 was i don't know if you have any stats on it and i um, do but if you have them go for it yeah i didn't really i didn't want to jump into too many stats we just did a stat heavy gamecube and we've done stats on the n64 Fair enough. so uh, a lot of what i looked up were more along the lines of just like the fun facts kind of thing about it let's run through it um, so really cool stuff. And then the other thing I also wanted to bring up, because I bought this book a long time ago, the, N- the Nintendo 64 Anthology, ah, yes. which is an excellent book. It, it has every single game, all 400 plus games ever created on the N64 with like short bios. Which if is I may wild. also to mention something that is great to put on just in the background or even maybe falling asleep, there is a youtube page which i will now look up because now i don't want to get it wrong but it is a youtube where the guy uh or the people a person put together they're like 10 second clips but literally for almost every system every game made for oh, the yes. particular system mm-hmm. and I've seen those. you just hit play literally it's like 10 maybe 15 second clips just mm-hmm. one after another and it's just i mean you literally can fall asleep to it it's oh. awesome. I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and locate their name uh, as we go through this, though. But Ann, what are some of the yeah. fun facts that you're able to pull up? All right. So some cool stuff about uh, about the system was uh, first off before the before the system was released, uh, the N64 went through a few different name changes. Do you remember the code name, Larry, for the N64? Ultra 64. No, that was that was almost the name of the 64. It was originally called. Oh, oh. Do you remember Revol- Revolution? Before that, too. No, Revolution might have been... Was Revolution GameCube or was it N64? No, it's GameCube, but it was Dolphin. Uh, oh, Dolphin, that's right. GameCube yeah. was Dolphin. GameCube yeah. was Dolphin. Uh, the No, the uh, the original codename for it was Project Reality. Oh, yes. Project no, I Reality. do remember that, yes. Eventually, it became the Ultra 64 and then became the Nintendo 64. What an end. unoriginal name for a system. Yeah. It's like the Retro Gamers podcast. Yeah, it really is. It's just, you know... So just lit cheesy. <laughs> Look, you know what? We're generic and we know it. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, the uh, so when the N sixty four came out, I thought this was kind of cool that uh, there was such a demand for it when it came out. First off, it came out when it was released. It was cheaper than the PlayStation and the Saturn. So it was like a, I think it was like a hundred bucks cheaper. Um, and I want to say it was one ninety nine at release. Unless I'm wrong, was maybe two ninety nine? Was it two ninety nine? I got to imagine maybe two. I'm trying to remember. Again, I didn't look up the numbers because we've done that before. It was the first system I ever bought with my own money. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, I did not do that. Uh, Don't Uh, worry. I'm on this, so I'll look it up. Yeah. Look at that. We have a fact checker. You can do that part. Uh, The N64 was in such high demand that several celebrities contacted Nintendo directly to try and get their hands on it. Oh, I hate when people do that. I know. (laughs) But are you going to argue with people like Steven Spielberg? I'm not. Um, Mr. Spielberg. Uh, let's see. By December 31st, 2009, uh, the N64 sold 32.93 million units. Uh, surprisingly enough, only five and a half million sold in Japan. Wow. Interesting. Uh, 6.7 in other regions and 20.6 million sold in America. Wow. The okay. U.S. bought two thirds of the N64. Are we ready for the cost? Americas. Why yes. not? Go for it. All right. In the U.S., it was supposed to be launched at 250, but then it ultimately launched at 199. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That's why it was a hundred dollars cheaper than the PlayStation. There was no game in it. There was no no game. Here's one of the if memory serves me right, and this is one of the other reasons why I didn't go with the N64. 
if I remember right, the PlayStation and the Saturn games were like, if uh, I think they were like $50 at the time. Mm-hmm. But if I remember right, I think the N64 games were like 70 or 80 bucks. They were. The there's a reason N- for that. N64 games range from 60 to 80 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Depending on the ones that you got. Um, so yeah, so it was for, it was 199, which made it very appealing because again, it was, it was cheaper, even though you had to buy games separately. And speaking of separate games, good. Larry, you gonna say no, I was going to say, I remember that vividly because I bought the N64 at Toys R Us on Flatbush, but I had to wait two weeks to get a game because all the games were sold out. That's right. So oh. I, I had the system sitting there with no games yep. and just, I don't want to, I don't want to go too far um, because Rich made a really interesting point about how the games were more expensive. That was totally, and Aunt may have, was going to mention it, but I figure mention it now totally because of the cart system yep. and the cartridges, they had their advantages, no load times. They mm-hmm. were uh, less susceptible to like, Piracy. um, well, that too, but I was going to say like damage, like yeah, you can handle, you can throw around a, you yeah. know, a car pretty well. Um, and Ant knows you can throw a controller really well too, and it still works. I don't know what you're but, talking about. Um, but you know, the, the cartridges, yeah, they, the physical medium costs more. And also, which I love this fact that there was only one company that you were able to buy the blank Nintendo cartridges from. Yep. And oh, that was God. Nintendo. Yep. Nintendo was the only one that sold them. So. Yep. Well, it's also one of the reasons why it didn't have a ton of third party on There's actually another reason to that that I just discovered, um, and I'm going to get this a little wrong, but apparently during the launch, like the announcement of the N64, I think it was maybe the president at the time of Nintendo said that they were purposely limiting the number of games because they wanted to focus on quality, quality. as opposed to quantity. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that is why only there were less than 400 games released. There were a little, the over, four, a little over 400. So going back to that, like one of the things, because once again, I I, I was a PlayStation guy. I I bought the PlayStation and I actually, correct, let me backtrack. I was a Saturn. I ate that. Um, (laughs) I bought that when they gave you the three free games and I was like, oh, this is Uh, three free games. Amazing. Yeah. You know, nothing's for free anyway. (laughs) um, So very shortly after that, I bought the, the PlayStation and I was playing that. But my my. Like I said, I had that friend who who really liked who, who had the N64. I had Resident Evil 2 for the PlayStation. He had Resident Evil 2 for the N64. And there I remember there was a huge difference, especially I remember in the sound. Yes. I was like I it was like cringeworthy if I if memory serves me right for the Resident Evil 2 on You're the exactly N64. Right. A lot yeah. of games for cross platforms like that that were released for everything Nintendo suffered because Nintendo only had 64 bits hence uh, megabits hence Nintendo 64 where the PlayStation had like two something or you know maybe more than that like six something yeah, was a six uh, something could a CD could hold. Yep. So it was literally no room on the cart. Yep. Cool. So there All you right. Go. So there you go. Uh, let's see. N64 was the first ever console to focus on full 3D graphics. Uh, uh, and that, that they stuck with that. It worked. worked. They were also the first, they were also the first, it was the first console to release a controller with an analog stick. Yes. Yeah. And I've gone on record. The Nintendo 64 is my favorite controller of all time. Right. Because you have three hands. (laughs) No, it made total sense for first-person shooters. Gold to hold that controller for Goldeneye, it was like having the gun in your hand. It was, it worked 
perfectly. Little did we know that you can actually hook up two N64 controllers at GoldenEye and use a dual thumbstick, which was built into the game. But besides, really? Oh, you didn't know about that? No. It's, this was like only discovered like a year ago or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it's been in the game the whole time. If you go, if you plug, you, I think you have to have a second controller plugged in. And then when you go to the menu screen, you can set it up for basically a dual analog stick control. And that's how no. you, you can play the game. With, and I did it. I did it a game on. It felt so much more comfortable <laughs> and easier imagine. to play. It was wild. Yeah. Uh, a couple other things. Well, a few other things, actually. Uh, N64 launched with only two games. Yep. You were only able to buy Super Mario 64 or Pilot Wing 64. I was not able to buy them. Uh, you were not. I was because <laughs> you were at Toys R Us while I was at the Wiz. <laughs> Who uh, knew? <laughs> and I, I got the Wiz. the Wiz. And I got everything at the Wiz. And I remember because like I was getting it as an early birthday gift. And I got the N64 and I was getting Mario and I was staring at pilot wings and I'm like, but no, I just looked at it and I said, huh? I was like, I wonder if I should grab it because it's probably going to sell out too. Mm -hmm. um, and so I did. And I'm on the buying boat. Um, you know, and I, I loved pilot wings. I thought it was a lot of fun. You know, Larry, all I'm saying is like Anthony had two games that he was playing. He can only play one at a time. And, you know, type of friend he is, he didn't even lend you one of them to be able to use. Key, key phrase, type of friend. Yeah. So. <laughs> I believe, it I believe in the importance of lesson learning. Larry had to learn a lesson. <laughs> I had to go Toys R Us, who had previously screwed me over in the past. So I should have exactly. learned my lesson. So, from exactly. That See? Terrible Flatbush location. See, these, these are just life lessons. That's all. It's why they don't <laughs> exist anymore. Exactly. <laughs> this is true. Um, there was supposed to be a third game on release um, that got delayed, and it was actually Mario Kart 64. Ooh, uh, oh. That was supposed to come out at release. It was not done. They had to They had to delay that. Now, if Mario Kart 64 came out, I never would have touched Pilot Wings. I just forgot about Mario it, yeah. Kart, of course. Um, let's see. They uh, There was a peripheral to the N64 that allowed you to go online, but only in Japan. Only. Oh. So Nintendo released eventually a, a disk drive, the 64 disk drive, yes, which was supposed to allow play that allow players to connect on via the internet to play games. Um, unfortunately, you know, by the because of the delay to the disk drive, by the time it actually came out, the tech in it was out of date. <laughs> <laughs> so and they Go and the company it. didn't support it. It didn't sell very well, so there was really no point in doing the online support. You which know, is, what was that? You mentioned peripherals and peripherals. Um, Nintendo sixty four had their fair share of cool um, attachments. Yes, um, memory the, pack. The mem well, the memory pack. Oh yeah, the memory pack is one. The external memory pack, which was, I guess, yeah, predated. Well, no, couldn't predate uh, PlayStation, but you know, to be able to bring your N sixty four games memory cards with you, like the Creator Wrestlers in the WWE games, yep. we definitely swapped those out. And me and oh, you all a the bunch time. of times, yeah, all the time. Um, the Rumble Pack when the Rumble Pack eventually came out, that with was a Star Fox sixty four. Yep, literal game changer mm -hmm. um, for those games. And I never had a game that used these, but the Transfer Pack, where yep. you can from Game Boy games. You can move like Pokemon took care of it, and mm -hmm. uh, a couple of the Mario sports games took advantage of that. 
Um, it was some crazy. And then the stuff that we never got, like the biosensor yeah. that you hook up a piece to your ear and you would play bio Tetris and the game would speed up or slow down depending on your heart rate. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> My game would have exploded. Way so. to give, like way to give your players a heart attack. <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, it had a, it had some really cool lineups for, mm -hmm. uh, for add-ons. Yeah, no, it definitely did. Uh, a few other things here. Let's see. What was I going to say? Uh, I talked about how earlier it only sold about five and a half million consoles in Japan. Mm -hmm. Uh, the reason behind that, or at least the estimation behind that was because N64 lacked RPG games and mm -hmm. RPG games are huge in Japan, which is the right. reason why they don't think it sold that well there. Um, and then it, around, was it 1997? You had Final Fantasy came out, which Final could Fantasy not fit on, could not fit on a cartridge. It couldn't mm -hmm. fit on what? It was how many discs? I think four, it was. Three? I think it was three. The max three? was four. I think for, it was. I think it was Final three, nine. Three discs for seven, and I think four discs for eight and nine. Yeah. And you know, it's like you have that came out right afterwards, mm -hmm. and of course, I mean, like, I mean, we remember it. Like everybody was playing that game except for me apparently yes but... <laughs> and larry and me i didn't play it yeah all right oh. larry we got something got i played that i played that game non-stop i was so engrossed in that game one of the best games i've ever played uh but yeah stuff like that like games like that could not come out on the n64 because of the cartridge-based system uh it was also the last cartridge-based system to come out you know, nowadays, I mean, you could argue that the Switch might be one, but it's really an SD card type of situation. I would consider that a right. cartridge, quote unquote. Yeah, I mean, you could argue that, but really it was the, the good old school mm -hmm. kind of cartridge. Mm -hmm. um, it was the end of that. Um, interesting interesting uh, thing that we've brought this up before, too, once. Um, at the end of World War II, going back in time a little bit. When was World War II? Wait, when did this channel, when did this podcast become a history lesson? Here? Well, you know, I, I, you know, since we've been around since then, roughly. We're going to talk about uh, war bonds. No, but um, <laughs> this is just an interesting note. South Korea, after World War II, banned all Japanese cultural imports. Hmm. Um, so the N64 was banned from the country. And because because it was because it was banned, the South Korean company Hyundai or Hyundai, however you want to say it actually created the N64 to release in South Korea, and it is known in South Korea as the Comboy 64. Interesting. Uh, yep, that's how they got their N64. <laughs> um, let's see, what else? Uh, N64 release was originally supposed to be earlier than 96, but it got delayed. Mm -hmm. um, but again, that's one of the reasons why they... They released it at 199 because they wanted it to be competitive with the Saturn and PlayStation, which had come out the year before. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Da, 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 got that. Uh, oh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, one of my favorite games of all time. Was almost a first person game. Ooh, what? Well, yeah. been weird. So in an interview, the uh, one of the game development designers said that Shinjiro Miyamoto toyed with the idea early on where... It, you would have been first person walking around on the screen, but then when an enemy appeared, it would switch, and then you would see Link battle hmm. the enemy from a side perspective. It almost seems like a pseudo-RPG. Yeah. A little bit right? like that. So uh, needless to say, very happy they didn't go in that yeah. direction because the 3D yeah. version, obviously, 
iconic. Uh, Legend of Zelda well, Ocarina. Can you imagine riding on a pony, like, you know, in first person? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, and you just see the head of the horse in front of you. <laughs> there like you this. <laughs> yes. Oh. That's a, that's I a, just vomited. That's a bouncy meatball. Um, <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time also has the, for N64, has the credit or the, yeah, um, I'm trying to figure the word to say, um, of being the highest rated video game of all time per Metacritic. The average rating for Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, 99 out of 100. There you go. So it's hard to argue what the best game is of all time if you are doing it through Metacritic. It's clearly Ocarina of Time. Uh, let's see. Da, da, da. What else did we have? Um, Goldeneye, 007 Goldeneye. Everybody knows that game. It's synonymous with the N64 and the multiplayer version. Was created by a team of nine people. Hmm. Only nine people made that game. And the multiplayer was stuck on it a month before release. That I remember hearing. So, yeah, wow. so much so that the so much so that Nintendo didn't even realize it was in there. Because I don't think they wanted it. They didn't want it. Yeah. The team just stuck it in there and it came out at launch. And obviously one of the most memorable things about Goldeneye. Uh, One other funny thing about Goldeneye is that um, at the end of Goldeneye, Shinjiro Miyamoto originally wanted everybody to shake hands (laughs) because again, N64, not Mm. all about being family friendly, wanted to avoid violence type of thing. So after he suggested after the main missions were over, Players should be able to shake hands with all their enemies in the hospital. Oh, Miyamoto. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> he tried. Yeah. He tried. So, so sorry we tried killing you, but let's let's kiss and make up. All right. Going back to hold on, going back to Goldeneye for um the, the you know the, the multiplayer on that. Uh my my buddies and I, what we used to do is we used to love setting it where you the only weapons you would have were pistols. And mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. you in it we, but we set it up so it was one shot kills. The golden and, gun, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what it was, the, it was the board. I think it was, um, I don't remember the name, I think it was might have been called the stack, but um, it was like green walls and I think like white floors, and it was two levels. I think I remember it. Was that more like a prison? No, might prison was something different. It might have been like a prison, but I know, I know of the level you're talking about. And man, mm-hmm. all I could tell you is that, that, like, we never, I think, I don't think we ever went to any other level in the game. We just, <laughs> oh, like, we tried it on other levels. It just never worked for us. And we would spend hours upon hours playing just that one way with the one shot mm-hmm. kills. And you, if you didn't have a gun, you were not allowed to shoot the, like, the person had to announce, I didn't have a gun. So you could not <laughs> kill the person until they got a gun. So you we... could follow them. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that we played prison rules didn't matter if you had a gun or not if you were unarmed too bad <laughs> we called it prison rules uh, of course <laughs> you did. Hand. in college we did that but uh, no we i remember making the tweaks to the games i remember one of the characters who no one wanted we were not allowed to choose like in our own group not odd job uh who played tattoo wasn't tattoo a villain uh, a, a villain in a, a 007 game oh because he was I shorter yes from Fantasy Island, tattoo from Fantasy Island. Yes, I yes. think he played a villain, and he was a selectable character. But because he was a little guy, he, was he actually had an game. advantage because yeah, you had you you couldn't really aim forward. You had to you had to aim down. Aim down. And we're like, no, no one pick him. No one picks tattoo. <laughs> Forgot 
forgot about that. That's I think awesome. so. I think so. That's awesome. So good, good memories on that one. Before I forget, um, I know we have yep. a couple of things real quick. Before I forget, I was talking about that um, YouTube page, Virtual Gaming Library. Ah. Check it out. Like some of the stuff is like ten hours long, but it just every game for the system. It's a very like I said, you're doing if you're exercising, if you're working on something, you're falling asleep, put it on TV and let it run. Very cool. Uh, a few other things. Uh, Donkey Kong 64. Amazing. Absolutely amazing game. Uh, we've talked about this before on the show, too, but it just holds the record for having the highest number of collectibles in a game. Yes. There are 3,821 unique collectibles that you can what? collect in that game. <laughs> yeah, I don't know yes. why, but there are. <laughs> Makes me want to go back and do it now. Honestly. Uh, oh. Uh, we mentioned the Rumble Pack. Uh, let's see what else we have. Uh, Pokemon Snap, the, the picture capture your Pokemon by picture type of game. Uh, actually, originally started as a 64 disk drive title. Hmm. Um, uh, and then when the 64 disk drive, they decided not to release it. It became a regular uh, cartridge game. Uh, also, there was a lot of negative reception to it because there were the original Pokemon collection had 151 Pokemon, mm -hmm. but because of the limitations of the cartridge, they had only squeezed in 63 Pokemon in the game. <laughs> oh my God. There you go. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. I got to uh, just and kind of give you just a quick break. Some of the canceled N64 games, please Ooh. share. Uh, just, just going to name just a, a few of them. And some yeah. of which you can see why they were canceled because they ended up on the GameCube. Uh, Diablo, the original Diablo was heading for the uh, N64. Yeah, I couldn't oh, wow. see him handling that. Yeah, that would have been a tough one. Uh, Die Hard 64, mm. uh, Driver 64, but that Driver series ended up with, did better on PlayStation anyway. Yep. Um, Eternal Darkness was supposed to be on N64. Wow. Uh, yep. Wow. Uh, Final Round 64, which I think became a boxing game somewhere else. Fire Emblem 64. Uh, they were going to release Golgo 13. God, I hated that Nintendo game. Oh, oh I remember that game. Like, terrible. Yeah. Um, Grabbed by the Ghoulies ended up on Next Gen at that point. Um, I'm trying to think of one of those. In, uh, oh, uh, Cameo, Elements of Power. I think that, that's a rare game. Yeah, uh, that, that, was, game that went eventually went on the 360. Yeah. Kirby's Air Ride, that ended up on the oh, GameCube, nice. I think. Okay. Luigi's Mansion originally meant wow. for the N64. That makes sense. I could have seen that on the N64. Poor Rich missed out on Metroid 64. Oh. Uh, they were planning a Mario Paint 64 for the disk drive. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Mother 3, Onimusha, Pac-Man World. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm going in alphabetical order here. South Park 2. Spider-Man 2. Enter Electro. Imagine that. Mm -hmm. yeah. well, the, first one, the, first the first one was. The yep. first one was. I the might first have one had was it. The second might one have... was terrible. Yes. I'm, I, I might have had Spider-Man on N64 and only later got it. No, I didn't. No, I always had it on PlayStation. Never mind. Um, and then uh, Tomb Raider. They were looking to get on the N64. Oh, wow. And, of course, amongst others, uh, X-Men Mutant Academy was going to head mm -hmm. for the N64. So just to name a few canceled games. All right, cool. And since we're talking about games, uh, the last game made for the N64 in 2002, uh, a year after PlayStation 2 and GameCube came out. Mm -hmm. uh, last game to come out on the N64, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. Interesting. Oh, wait, on the N64? Yep. Uh, wow. It was it was released on April twentieth, ten days before the before Nintendo officially discontinued the N sixty four. Good timing. Came out and ten days later, they're like, "That's it, we're done." Thank you, Tony Hawk. Shop. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay yeah, here. Yeah, Tony Hawk, <laughs> you killed it. 
Goodbye. Oh, um, uh, and then outside of that, the best-selling games on the N64, top 10, okay. uh, just to fly through them. Yep. Uh, no, and I'll go backwards. Number 10, Banjo-Kazooie, 3.65 million units. Number nine, that's Star Fox 64, 4 million units. Number eight, Diddy Kong Racing, 4.88 million units. Number seven, Donkey Kong 64 with 5.27 million units. Number six, Pokemon Stadium, 5.46 million units. Number five, Super Smash Brothers, 5.55 million units. Number four, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, 7.6 million units. GoldenEye is number three with 8.1 million units. Wow. And the top two, no surprise at all, Mario Kart 64, 9.87 units. And finally, Super Mario 64 at number one with 11.9 million units sold. I'll do it. Yeah. Heck of a system. I'm Heck of a system. Done talking about it. <laughs> but I do want to, it makes, makes me want to play it. It always makes me want to play it, but I want to play it with three other people here. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, that's when I want to break out that system where it's like, have three people here, let's play the multiplayer games, which is why the premium on the Nintendo Switch is definitely going to be something I get just for the sake of doing that. Well, you I get the control. Say, well, you, listen, we all yes. get premium. You got three, you know, you got two more out of the three that you needed. So, yeah, exactly. And and again, it's just one of those things. It's a nostalgia trip. It's like going back to that, you know, it's reliving our youth a little bit because we're all old. And yeah, by the we way, are. you know that Jake from State Farm is going to be on. So, I mean, you know, he's going to get it. Jake from State Farm will be on. I have other friends who have switches, and I'm sure that they'll sign up for it too and play. So uh, it will be awesome. Little do we know it's $100 a month. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> so, uh, so there you have it, folks. The Nintendo 64. Please, you know, definitely, you know, I, and I know there's some other people out there who weren't crazy about it, but this system definitely was uh, one of Nintendo's better ones, even if it maybe some people think otherwise. It didn't have a large library. It had its complications. But quite frankly, when you have the list of first party games like the N64 had, you can survive on that alone. And it did. And it did. So happy well, birthday. One, yeah. One more thing real quick going with that. You know, Nintendo, I think, really started with the N64 there, where it was like, you know, we're not going to go for power. We're going to go more for for the fun. I think that's where we really started to see that mm-hmm. kind of starting to come out. And, you know, it's it's funny because it's still been their mantra to this day. I mean, like even the Switch, you compare it to what's the PS5 and the, the you know, the well, actually, no, hold on. Let's go PS4 and the Xbox One, since that's more mm-hmm. its generation. Yeah. Um, but even still, it's like, comparatively it's not you can't even like compare the power of the two units or the three units but it's they're the games that are on there are just fun they're they're a ton of fun that's what it's all about yeah, yeah that's what it's all about quality, quality over quality quality no, over quality over quantity okay so larry you can't even get that right <laughs> we're live pal yes we so are. uh <laughs> So with that, folks, again, let us know your favorite N64 games, your favorite N64 memories, anything like that. Um, did you get into a fight with someone at Toys R Us on Flatbush Avenue about the N64? Because I probably did that day as well. But uh, with that, or did, though, or, did, or did you go to a different store and get everything that you wanted? <laughs> Story of my life. Let's start wrapping this up. And where can they find us? Uh, you guys can find us on Facebook.com slash Retro Gamers Podcast, on Instagram at Retro Gamers Podcast, on Twitter at Retro Gamers Pod. You can watch us on YouTube and IGTV and listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can email us at email at theretrogamers.com. Rich, thank you very much, first of all, for last week. Yeah. Thank you for this week. 
And uh, do you have anything? Do you promote anything? Do you do anything? Do you no? All I'm going to say travel? is, you know, like, um, is this link going to stay open? You know, because I mean, if if so, I'll, I'll stay on, you know, and I'll be back again next week. Or, you know, <laughs> if you guys really don't want me, obviously, you can close the link. We, and, you know, I, we, we, I, I understand <laughs> it. I mean, you know, it's it's up to, uh, I guess, uh, actually, you know what I was going to. Well, a joke, but I, it almost became tasteless. So I apologize. Um, no, so I was, let me, I, I, let I, was me I was actually, I was actually planning on blocking Rich's name from my Zoom. <laughs> I don't blame you. I, Apparently, I it's not his either. name on the Zoom, so it don't matter. Yeah, I, I know he's being sneaky today. <laughs> yep. uh, Rich, thank you very much. Thank and, you, Rich. Uh, who knows? Maybe you'll pop up next week. We'll see. Or maybe me, me and Jake will will form a uh, you know, maybe. Yes. But Rich, again, important. thank you very much for joining us. Always glad to be here, guys. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Ant, always fun talking with this. Always good a blast. Stuff. Have a good week, folks. We will catch you everywhere next week. Maybe some of us on the Retro Gamers Podcast.